By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim... Hey everyone, my name is Will and I'm from the Save vs. Poison podcast, the podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society. Join us each week for heartfelt and humorous discussion of alcoholism, addiction, and gaming all slathered in copious amounts of dick jokes. Without further ado, let's get to our neighbor in mental health podcasting. It's time for 20 Tim Minutes. Hey, what's going on? You're tuning into another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and yes, personal stories. Episode 103. Thanks to my man, Will, with Save vs. Poison Podcast for that introduction. Be sure to go check them out after this. You can check the show notes on how to get to them. Um, go to 20timminutes.com to learn more about me. Me, because this is all about me. You know, 20 Tim Minutes. I'm the guy. I'm the guy on the cover. Just kidding. It's a little bit about me. It's a little bit about mental health. Uh, You go on my journey, how I deal with it, how I deal with my bipolar, my ADHD, and my general anxiety. Uh, If you watch this on YouTube, you can tell I have ADHD because I rarely make eye contact with the camera, and I'm usually all over the map. But Without further ado, let's get on with this episode. Uh, be sure to go to 20timminutes.com to purchase some of my merch. You can download my app in the App Store. Shout out to Appetizers LLC who created that, my man Caleb. Um, but yeah, thank you for rocking with me. Sorry this episode is a little bit late. I had some technical difficulties, aka I forgot a lot of stuff to put together. Um, as in like I forgot I was at work and I left something there that I needed for the podcast, which is my external hard drive. I don't trust or use the cloud. I don't understand it, and I don't know where it gets stored. I would rather have files that I can see and know where they are. So if you don't have one and you don't trust the cloud and want to pay for it, go out and buy like a one or two terabyte. And it's pretty much like a computer that you don't get to use. You just get to store things on it. And that's like one terabyte, two terabyte. That's all you really need. You can keep your photos on there. You keep your... um, photos, files, whatever you want. I put a lot of my podcast stuff on there so I don't lose it. So I have a backup to my backup, if you know what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, hopefully everyone had a happy holiday, uh, whatever you celebrate, Christmas, Kwanzaa, or Hanukkah. Hopefully it was good. I celebrate Christmas and it was really well. Um, I got to see my family. I got to do presents. Presents were fun. I'm usually a terrible gift giver, but I think I did it pretty well this year. Um, I got a lot of great gifts. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, I meant to mention this before Christmas, but I read this experts, right? The experts that I don't know where they're from say there's a chemical response that takes place in your body when you do something nice for someone else. If you help someone give a present or volunteer, your brain produces what are called feel good chemicals like serotonin and dopamine. So it's actually good to do something else for somebody else. I don't know if I even said that right, but giving a gift, helping out, volunteering, buying someone a coffee, like that helps you out. So doing nice things for other people is uh, nice for you. So that's great. So hopefully that serotonin dopamine really got into your system with uh, giving out gifts to everybody. Are you a good gift giver? I'm fucking terrible. I just don't know why I'm bad at gift giving. So I think I over, over like analyze what I'm giving and I'm like, this would be sick and it's not sick. I just want to give everyone a Venus flytrap. I have a Venus flytrap. I know I mentioned this before. This thing is awesome. 
I've had it for almost like a year now, and the thing legit catches flies. If you didn't know, if they're happy and healthy, they will grow you a flower. And I think it kind of attracts the flies, and they don't let it grow close to themselves because they'll snap at it. I don't even know how it works. Flies must be so confused when they're like, hey, I'm going to land on this plant, uh, and I'm dead. And they get trapped in there, and they like try to buzz out, but they're just too strong. So if you have a fly problem, go get a Venus fly trap and just absolutely murk flies. I don't know why I'm talking about this so much, but um, yeah, I am re-releasing an episode this week. I feel like it's time to go back to the throwbacks of uh, interviews that people probably haven't listened to. Uh, I don't want to cheat anybody for this podcast, but I feel like if I'm not going to release one that's new, I'm going to re-release an old one that people probably haven't listened to. And I'm going to give it up to my motivational speaker friend, uh, Britt Turpak, that I'm going to re-release that episode this week, which is pretty much tomorrow because I delayed this episode until Wednesday. Um, Hopefully the info I can put in says Tuesday, so it looks like I released it on Tuesday, even though it's really a Wednesday. But you can expect that Britt Turpak, really good interview, one of my earlier episodes. So you can see how poorly I probably did an interview. I, I think I got a lot better with interviews. I take a lot of um, little tidbits from other interviews I see because I always do my research where I will watch another interview they're on and like kind of like cherry pick those questions and in a sense of like I will use that like I already know that information so I won't ask that same question. So I kind of use that information for my good, for the greater good of a 20-10 minutes interview. So you're welcome, people. I missed my appointment for my therapist and I put in the wrong time. I do this a lot. I put it in my calendar. I try to be better, but in my head, I'm like, with, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I got it. And then like later, I'm like, oh, I need to set an alarm. It was at like 11:45, and I set my alarm for noon, and it stinks because we went to every two weeks. Now I won't see him till like January 4th, which is fine. Like, I'm doing pretty well. Um, as you can see me on YouTube, I look pretty disheveled. You can tell when like things are not going that great for me when I don't shave and my in in my episodes are like a day or two late. Um, yeah, that's when, you know, Tim's struggling with SAD, which is seasonal affective disorder. Did you remember that? What SAD stand for? It's usually winter depression, which I'm still dealing with. Um, and it's just the, the coldness is really getting me. I feel bad for the people that dealt with like negative 30 and like 20 inches of snow. I couldn't even imagine dealing with that. And we've dealt with that here in Boston. So not like negative 30. I don't think I've ever felt that, but I don't know if like your car works during that. I'm not a smart man, but I feel like your car wouldn't work up to standard driving in negative 30 degrees. Like you really got to pump that fucker up right before you uh, you go out to that drive. Do you guys like music? Do you know what musical chills are? Research suggests at least 55% of people experience pleasurable chills when listening to your music that you enjoy. You ever get little goosebumps or goose pimples when you listen to a song you like? Sometimes when I listen to Kesha, my hair stands up on my arms. Because I love Kesha. Kesha and JoJo. Queen 1, Queen 2. It's more like 1A, 1B. Those are my queens. Kesha and JoJo. And not JoJo Siwa. I know people get that twisted. JoJo Siwa is a good person, but that's not my homegirl. It's JoJo. Get out, leave. You know the songs. A recent study further examined that phenomenon to show how music activates the brain's pleasure and reward centers, which raises the question of music's role in human evolution. Which is like interesting to me because... Back in the day when like Beethoven was dropping albums or like, that's another thing is like um, classical music 
what was it called when it first came out? And did you have to like go and see Beethoven play? Like, did he play once a week? We like do this slaps. You know what I'm saying? That's the one thing I don't really understand. And then like when they play it now, like who's playing that music on Spotify? Because it's not like a recording from Beethoven from whatever year he he was active. It's some new person playing that same music. How would like, I'm going off the reservation right now. How did like music used to be like so powerful like that with like all these instruments? You don't really see that anymore. Same with like art, like the Sistine Chapel, like how paintings used to be just so beautiful. And I figure like people can probably paint like that, but I feel like it doesn't hold a candle to like the old school stuff. Um, but yeah, music is uh, music is very powerful, I, I feel like. Um, with these primal properties in mind, listening to music can be considered an act of self-care that boosts the immune system and helps elevate anxiety and depression. Not elevate, alleviate. Your boy can't read. Alleviate anxiety and depression. One study from 2016 suggested that people with mental health conditions use music for the reduction of negative emotions. I feel like I do that a lot. I listen to a lot of pump-up music to get me going. Uh, you might go through a phase of listening to sad music at one point in the year if you're going through something difficult or listening to more energetic music if you're training for a race, for example. Listening to sad music when you feel low can help us in some ways, making us feel as if we are less alone. But listening to happier music sometimes may also help. It's like when you're like looking out the window and it's like raining and you listen to like Coldplay and you're like, dude, my life is just like, my life's like a movie, like a sad movie. I feel like everyone's done that. If you're worried that listening to sad music isn't helping your mood, uh, obviously change that up because um, it's not not good for you. I always read too that like people with Alzheimer's, um, music can help open up or unlock their brain a little bit. So maybe like a uh, time in their life where that music was huge, they can unlock little stories or lock uh, memories or anything like that. So I think that's how powerful music can be. It just goes to show with things like that. I don't know if that's like a proven fact, but I've seen and heard things like that where like music can uh, trigger um, thoughts. You know what I mean? I'm going to be listening to like Project Pat and WWE wrestling theme songs when I'm in the nursing home. Good googly moogly, that dang is juicy. If you don't know that song, please go listen to Project Pat right now. Actually, stop this episode. Don't even finish it. Go listen to Project Pat, good googly moogly, and that will put you in a fantastic mood. Guaranteed. Psilocybin is what I was talking about on last episode. I didn't really get into it, which is uh, boomers, shrooms, uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Um, I forget how they're made. Are they made by like cows eating mushrooms and like sifting through their shit i don't know why i think that's correct but i don't think it's correct i'm not a smart man i don't even care anymore it's fucking great it's great being stupid and just like pretending i'm smart and reading all this shit and like talking about my life it's so funny i never know like what's going on in life. i really honestly don't know what i'm doing in life and it's and it's hysterical to me like i made it to 36 i turned 37 on january 16th don't forget and I just been faking it to make it. People that listen to this, like loyal listeners, I commend you. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. Uh, I'm glad I'm entertaining enough for you. And I really do appreciate it, honestly. Um, so psilocybin is, yeah, again, mushrooms. And it's become, uh, could be FDA approved in a few years. Uh, most psychedelics like them are illegal on a federal level in the U.S. No one knows for sure how it might work for treatment of depression. And early research showed that less than a third of patients given uh, psilocybin 
actually improved. And even then, though, the benefits faded after only a few weeks. So it's like, oh, it works, but eh, not that long. But it worked. Uh, of the 8.9 million people in the U.S. taking medications to treat depression, a 2021 study estimated that just under a third, or 2.8 million, aren't helped by the drugs, a condition known as treatment-resistant depression, which is antidepressants that don't work for you. Again, I went over that. I do apologize if you're... Uh, it's just like a it's like a quick synopsis. You know, like when you... Oh, this is the worst. When you watch a TV show and you binge it, and then you finish the episode, and then the next episode, they recap the whole episode for like 15 minutes. And you're like, God damn it. Like, I already just watched this. That's what's going on right now. I am Shauna Ray, the show on TLC where the 22-year-old girl has the body of an 8-year-old. They do that, and it drives me nuts. That's one of my favorite shows out right now. Go watch I Am Shauna Ray after you listen to Project Pat, Goo Googly Moogly. But again, you shouldn't be at this part because I told you to stop and go listen to Goo Googly Moogly. Um, so there was a trial that included uh, participants with moderate to severe treatment, resistant depression, um, which like meds don't work for you, which is like uh, fucking scary. All I've tried is uh, many as four antidepressants prior to enrollment without success. Uh, mushrooms seem to work for some participants, at least for short term. But th there's like a pattern here. Like, yeah, the mushrooms work and it could be FDA approved. It's like, how much do you have to do? Like, are you going to be tripping balls all day? Be like, hey, I don't know what's going on. And this bush is talking to me. But I feel great for 20 minutes. Uh, three weeks after taking the dose of the drug, 29% uh, of participants reported improvements uh, with their depression. Uh, by three months, they had fallen 20% statistically from participants who have taken a lower dose, 10 milligrams or 1 milligram of the drug. So yeah, that's pretty low. I think people eating like eights back in like high school where they would just eat them and listen to the St. Anger album by Metallica and not know what's going on. I heard about people doing that where they throw up the mushrooms and it makes you higher and then like you would eat them and then like you would be in your buddy's van and listening to the St. Anger album by Metallica. That's just a story I heard. That's usually what people do when they eat mushrooms. Um, so I was reading this too. Um, so on the day of treatment, they're given like a pill form and they lie down in the room with two therapists. They wear eye masks and listen to a carefully curated playlist designed to map the trajectory of the psychedelic experience. I would love to know what the fuck they're listening to when they have a goddamn mask on, tripping on mushrooms with two people right next to them. I want to be like on a trial. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be one of these people that take these... Um, like fucking studies like where do you sign up for this i know back on like craigslist you can like find where you can like donate plasma you can find out stuff like that i need to i need to start doing this and i can start like blogging or vlogging it i need to i need to eat mushrooms with the mask on with two therapists right next to me while i listen to project pad good googly moogly oh my god if i say good googly moogly one more time i do apologize um, the participants stay in the room for up to eight hours. Holy shit. With therapists close by the FDA requires clinical trials of uh, mushrooms to have two people with participants during each session for safety. What are they going to do though? Like if I freak out, they're going to be like, it's okay. You're tripping on mushrooms. Like I know, man, can I get some Funyuns? Uh, <laughs> the majority of participants uh, experienced side effects usually within 24 hours of treatment. The most frequent complaints were headaches, nausea, dizziness, and fatigue, which is for any and every medication, I feel like. You get all of those. And then like throw in like a couple diarrheas here and there, um, which is, uh, which is I feel like is a big one. Uh, 
Issues with mushrooms potential is no one really knows how it works. Oh, that's great. There is evidence that the drug engages with serotonin receptors in the brain. If that's the case, researchers may be able to isolate the active ingredient and turn it into a pill that doesn't make people hallucinate. That's what they need to do. Get the hallucinate out of the, the scenario. But they should make like a like a bud and a bud light version of psilocybin where you can take it with, with hallucinogens and then take it without hallucinogens. Again, I'm not saying go out and do drugs. Don't do drugs without a therapist or a professional that prescribes the drugs. Unless you have a mask on, laying in a bed, listening to a song that I'm not going to say with two therapists right next to you for your own safety so they can just tell you that you're tripping on mushrooms. Um, it's also saying uh, John Hopkins Medicine, I smoked weed with Johnny Hopkins, is researching whether the hallucinogens can help people stop smoking as well as anorexia, chronic Lyme disease, and Alzheimer's. Huh, look at that. Um, another study from John Hopkins Medicine, smoked weed with Johnny Hopkins, is researching whether hallucinogens can help people stop smoking as well as anorexia, chronic Lyme disease, and Alzheimer's. Interesting. Um, they're preparing upcoming studies for the drug's potential obsessive compulsive disorder and opioid use disorder, as well as alcoholism. So mushrooms can just help everybody. Just doing doomers. I think I called them boomers earlier, uh, which isn't, which isn't right. Um, I thought this was interesting too. Uh, I didn't, I forgot about this. On October 8th, 2022, Colorado passed the Natural Medicine Act, which legalized the use of psychedelic substance, including psilocybin. Um, I fucking didn't look this word up how to say it. Mescaline and, uh, some other shit. <laughs> Iabogen, Ibogaine, Ibogaine, a psych, uh, psychedelic derived from the root bark of, I, of the Iboga tree. Um, and mescaline is peyote, if you, if you didn't know. Uh, I did not know that. So a thing I looked up as well, I'm going to tell you, is uh, these different states that passed a lot of things. Uh, psilocybin, uh, it's legal for therapeutic use in Colorado, Michigan, and Oregon. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. Um, where it's decriminalized, California, D.C., some parts of Massachusetts. So then I was like, why is it only some parts? But then cities and cities and uh, towns get to make up their own rules. So I thought that was funny. Uh, DMT, uh, which was discovered in the 1950s, um, it may help interrupt some of the negative brain process associated with depression, substance abuse, and PTSD. Um, it's technically illegal in all states except for Colorado. Look at Colorado, like, getting there. Many indigenous peoples have historically utilized these substances and rituals, so there is an additional layer of complexity when it comes to approved usage. Uh, unfortunately, the process of petitioning the DEA and receiving approval from federal courts is complicated and tedious. So DMT is looking like uh, it's not going to be legal anytime soon. So ketamine, I didn't know. Uh, it's only illegal... Uh, Ketamine is the only psychedelic substance currently legal across the board. I did not know that. I thought ketamine was illegal. Um, it's a dissociative anesthetic in, uh, that has been used by doctors and veterinarians since the legalization in 1970. Again, not a smart person, but I'm just learning things like as I go along. Maybe you didn't learn along. Um, it was approved by the FDA for psychi psychiatric use in 2019 to form a nasal spray. Um, again, I did not, I did not know that. And I love, I love learning things. LSD, uh, currently not legal or discriminalized in any U S state. So don't be doing tabs and, and anything like that. Uh, MDMA, like ecstasy, it is legal in all 50 States. What? 
specifically approved for medical use. There's, there has been a, a lot to be learned from the history of it. One would hope that we'd be able to find a path forward where we allow safe, positive drugs for these uh, cl clinical studies. Um, yeah, so a lot of drugs, it looks like the FDA are um, getting a little bit lenient with, and uh, people can uh, help out there. Like, again, like anything else, people abuse drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. So, again, all this stuff you have to go through. Uh, medical professional, treat yourself right. Do the right things. Don't abuse it. Just use it correctly. Um, but yeah, that's been another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I appreciate you guys for checking out with me. I know I kind of just sped off at the end. I had a problem uh, editing just now with the magic of podcasting and editing. Um, my storage was full on my phone, so I had to like edit it out. So if you know where I edited it out, let me know and I'll send you a t-shirt. Um, only if you listen to it on the podcast form, not the YouTube form. And I'll know if you watch it on the YouTube form. I will. I will definitely know. I love you guys. Thank you. Let's break the stigma by cracking a smile. I love you and have a good one. And we're clear. Thanks, Deb. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.